0: Hey, thanks for tuning in. In this episode, I catch up with Kadina Cox, who is a Paralympic champion, as well as a world record breaker, about her journey into elite sport and the setbacks that she's had to overcome to get to where she is now. We also talk a bit about her future plans with the Casey Academy, which is on a mission to really increase the amount of diversity and representation at the elite level um, of the sport of cycling. Well, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Thanks again hey hello, hello. good evening how are
1: you i'm good thanks how are
0: you i'm all right today you said you just woke up for a nap you don't you don't look like that at all you look like yes <laughs> Yeah, girl <laughs> you don't look like that at all you look like you you've you... Fully, been through hair and makeup, and you're ready. I
1: literally just, I literally just took my hair down, and I was like, "Oh my god, please, just like give me something." And I was just
0: like, "Yeah, like, oh, yeah." You see, nice, you're doing, you're doing things, you're doing things well. Welcome to you, welcome Thank to you. Thanks for making time. Thanks so much. No worries. Yeah, how's your day been so far?
1: um non-productive actually no i tell a lie i went and got my car washed um which is okay. the most productive thing i did um i've got a bunch of flowers in my car for my nana um okay. that i was meant to go and take i was meant to go and take them yesterday um but i fell asleep and i was gonna go take them today and i fell asleep um i'm super tired <laughs> <laughs> so, there's, no, a I, there's a theme
2: there's a theme
1: i'm gonna try to take them to her tomorrow um yeah. i need
0: to go see her just check how she's doing okay and she, does she live quite close to where you are
1: she literally lives like two streets up from my mom's house um and i'm at my okay. mom's currently so yeah
0: good. You know uh, okay okay awesome. <laughs> oh, awesome well i hope hopefully tomorrow's the day and you get to do that that'd be i'm sure she'd be delighted to see right now um good and you know when we were planning this ages ago, i know you said that you're trying to be better with your sleep routine and stuff so what do we have? You, you tell me, what's our time limit? And we'll try and whistle through as much as we can cover um, in a good time.
1: Oh, so I need to be in bed for 10 o'clock.
0: <laughs> okay, we can definitely do that. We will yeah. definitely do that. All right. <laughs>
1: Sleep's important, yeah. man. Like, yeah, i got to no. be on the road tomorrow about half past eight or eight okay. o'clock, I think. So, yeah, um, I need to be asleep and making sure I'm getting in a good few hours of sleep.
0: Great, great. Well, there's a lot of love coming through already. I think Sophia Erwin says, hey, Kadina, um, and stuff. And Dale, what about the ride for Unity UK? They will come on to all these things, I'm sure, at some point. But um, I'll jump straight in. I mean, the idea, because I know you watch this all the time, Kadina, I right? <laughs> The idea behind these chats is really um, to celebrate like our beautiful diversity and unity as cyclists. And my thinking being that if you can see it, then you can be, it, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, 100%, totally
0: agree. Yeah. Um, so with, with that in mind, I was really pumped when, you know, we caught up back in I think, October now and, and I, I shared the idea with you and um, you said that maybe at some point we could do this. So it'd be really awesome. A lot of people are going to know some stuff about you, but it'd be really awesome just to hear a bit about your background so that people tuned in, get to know a bit about you. And then I've got a few questions, but we'll just make it interactive so people want to know more about you, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. you see some comments in the front, we just dive into it and we'll flow with that is that Is that all right with you
1: yeah i've <laughs> literally already seen comments about uh masterchef i'm like i'm talking
0: <laughs> about cycling guys man <laughs> it, 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 this is cycling today good um, so yeah hit us up tell us a bit about your background
1: um so i started out in um athletics really um just what you started started af- out in athletics so i did athletics from like the age of 14 um competitively um and then in 2014 I had a stroke and then was diagnosed with MS um so I was 23 then um didn't work out my age guys um but yeah so then because I I was trying to get into running and I actually couldn't run very well so I ended up um getting onto a stationary bike or walk bike just in the gym um and then someone was like oh your powers are all right like you know you should try cycling. Um, and because I was already trying to transfer to uh, Bob Skeleton before I had my stroke, um, the woman had spoken to me about what sports I could transfer to as a para athlete, and my options mm-hmm. were canoeing or track cycling. And I was like, okay. I ain't about to go swimming, so no.
2: track cycling <laughs> it is. That's <laughs> <not fabulous. laughs>
1: Um, so yeah so i ended up in track cycling um and just kind of touched it really quickly i had like 18 months before uh, my first Prime olympic games um within that 18 months i became world champion and world record holder um in less than a year um and i've just kind of worked my way up like i had to that i lost my uh, my world title in 2020 um mm-hmm. but i i managed to regain my world record and um keep my uh, Paralympic title in 2021 so yeah
2: it's
1: it's been a bit of a roller coaster but um I'm a bit of a cyclist but only a track cyclist um which is what everyone on Zwift is finding out when they're I'm on a group ride and (laughs) I've got to be like hey guys can come and come and get me (laughs) on
0: the bike so so you do you spend a bit of time on Zwift as well with the training
1: programs, is it? Uh, yeah, so just because, um, so I had COVID. Um, Sorry, I, I got back from Jamaica at the beginning of January, and I got COVID on the way back. Um, so, no. and I've been out of training for like four months. I took um, a good four months out after um, the games. I haven't trained since September. Well, I say okay. I haven't trained. Like I've done bits and pieces like on my turbo, but like not had like any solid training blocks. Um, so I basically just like to get back into like training like my coaches were just like i just need you on your turbo like because you have to be like a protocol to be allowed back onto the track um yeah so uh yeah so i am um, just thought well i'll jump on zwift it gives me you know something a, a bit like interactive to do and yeah. before i knew it i'm like in love with group rides and i'm just like on them every morning That's it. i do like this super early group rides um although this morning was like eight o'clock which is like quite late for me um mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I've been loving the group rides, um, doing the tours to with at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're on that, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, so yeah, just um, just enjoying a bit of Zwift riding. Anyone That's who loves with, give me a follow. I need friends.
0: <laughs> brilliant. Well, I'll definitely do that. We we'll definitely do that, and uh, we we do some stuff with that too. So perhaps later on, I'll, I'll touch upon that. But um, this is brilliant. I love the way that you set it out, and I knew that we didn't really need too much practice with this because. Like, you, you do this, and I've seen you speak a number of times before. But um, one thing I wasn't sure of was, you know, before you had the strike in 2014, were you on path to being a GB athlete, Team GB athlete? Was that the goal for you then?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, I was, um, I was kind of like, yeah, relatively high up in the country uh, back then. Um, mm-hmm. And my aim was to, uh, I was changing events. So, the event I do now, which I hate, <laughs> the 400 metres, um I was mm-hmm. a one and two runner um when I was um a junior, more so a two runner. Um mm-hmm. but everyone kept t- telling me I need to move up to the four hundred metres, which would be my better event. Um okay. the year the year <laughs> I actually got ill. Um I'd been training for the four hundred so I was gutted, I was I've like, spent all winter training for this Liddy 400 and then at the beginning of the season I have a stroke and that's my season gone <laughs> um, but then I was like okay it's a sign I'm not supposed to be a 400 metre runner mm-hmm.
2: um,
1: but yeah <laughs> the aim was to go to the, uh, the Olympics um, as a part of a GB 400 metre squad but um, here we are
0: here we are but yeah look to be den- delayed is not to be denied and like for me what's remarkable is just how Despite the setbacks, you still held on to that vision and that passion and that dream to represent Team GB, and gone on to smash world records and do some amazing stuff. and And I just, yeah, I guess, really wanted to like unpack that a little bit because at the time when you had the stroke, and I, I, for me, it feels like it was super early. Like when I hear people having strokes, it's like you know older people. I don't. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not something that. For me, it's just commonplace, you know. In in younger folks, certainly as young as you were, like when it when it happened, and at the time, like what went through your mind, and like how were you sort of feeling in terms of like the future, just generally. Because when I see you now, like forever the forever like with the vibe, but at that time, I'm wondering like how was it for you? Um, you know,
1: it was a weird one because. Weirdly, so i'm a, i'm a physio and at the time we were studying stroke um so i was like am i just overthinking life like i'm not actually having a stroke like surely not so it took me a hot minute to get to hospital like i literally was like <laughs> broken by the chat. i was just, like no nothing's happening like i could, could barely speak i went to i went to an event like i literally i cut myself shaving i burnt myself in my curlers fell down the stairs because i couldn't walk like <laughs> oh my, I my goodness very well and i still took myself to an event um and then like it was funny because loads of people thought i was drunk and really i just was having a stroke um it's not funny actually don't do what i did guys like i don't advise it um but yeah so i kind of like i was a bit like frustrated i guess like and an no like, question in like the world so i was like i'm 23 like i'm healthy like i'm an athlete like i I barely drink. I mean, I was a first year student, so I was drinking a little bit, but I just barely drink. Just a little bit,
2: just
1: drink. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I barely drink, like, never smoked, uh, never done drugs, like, like I was an athlete, you know? Um, so, so I was just like, I literally, like, I eat well, like, you know, I put good stuff into my body. Like, how has this happened to me? Um, but I actually, so I'd actually changed my mini pill, like, five weeks before that, my contraceptive pill. Um mm-hmm five, six weeks before that. So I think that could have been the cause. But um, yeah, like I was just a bit like, I was a little bit frustrated and a little bit like, why? But then I think probably not as quick as what it was when I was diagnosed with the MS. But with the stroke diagnosis, I think it was actually quite lucky. So I I got onto the second phase of the skeleton transfer program. um, And I I got the email like the day after um i went into hospital and like was diagnosed with a stroke um and i actually think that's what gave me the motivation like to be like okay cool like you've had a stroke you know it's this one incident but you can move forward from this and i was like okay like i've got a target now um Mm -hmm. so so that kind of like gave me like the drive and even though i had bad days like i was in the hospital for like a month so i guess that didn't make it easy like i was in hospital with like old people like because obviously on a stroke board was mainly old people yeah um, so i was literally just like it was kind of like depressing like and as a physio like i was kind of i guess i was analyzing like you know everyone around me um i was like helping like patients on the walk and i feel like they were a little bit short-staffed so there was times when i was having to like you know help them with patients um and it was just oh, a lot goodness. so i feel like you know it was quite hard being in there but like as soon as i got out, like i was Going to physio every morning at 7 o'clock, you know, trying to get, like, my walking back. So I was actually getting strapped into, like, a harness on this treadmill so I could, like, walk. Um, luckily, the hospital was literally just, <laughs> I lived across the from the hospital. Um, oh, well, i right, right, just, right. like, just walk into physio and just go and get um, my physio. But, yeah, it just, like, I think I just, like, was quite driven. Like, and I guess I'm mm-hmm. just a driven person and
0: I guess. What is that? Is that anyway? So that's that's you. Like, if I spoke to your mum now, she'd tell me, like, from when you were young, you would tell you I'm that.
1: hard-headed. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: okay. Pretty so if much. you say you want to do something, you, you're doing it?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Oh, jeez,
0: I'm messing things up. That's all right. Is your phone coming off the stand?
1: Oh, well, my phone is literally just chilling on my, uh, my MacBook. Um, oh, you it's might also go. plugged into the charger. So, yeah, <laughs> it's all good. My angles
0: still working for me. <laughs> yeah, it's still working, definitely, definitely. So, wow. So, so from, from so you had this setback, obviously a massive setback, and then like the MS diagnosis it, that didn't happen at the same time, right? Like, that came. No, no. So I was
1: diagnosed with MS. So I got ill again. So that was so May 2014 is when I had the stroke, and then I got ill again in the September. Like literally, right. I think. Oh, like so that was the. The Thursday was the day I went into hospital, um, and mm-hmm. I should have been moving into my new accommodation on the Saturday uh, for second year of uni. Oh my goodness, my oh, goodness. Yeah.
0: Where were you living at the time? Was this up in Manchester? Or...
1: So I had my stroke when I was in Manchester because I was at uni, um, yeah. and then I was back home for summer um, in Leeds when I, had my, uh, when I got diagnosed with the MS
0: oh my goodness my goodness and then having had the stroke and then ms comes and the diagnosis with that like at that point are you still thinking like i'm still doing what i'm doing or or did it readjust anything in your mind in terms of like the goals that you had and that you'd set for yourself
1: i think um it's harder like you know i had a stroke and that's like you have a stroke you know and normally like especially for a young person it's like a one-time thing and you don't you know there there is obviously a chance of recurrent strokes but you know you don't tend to have loads and loads of strokes
2: yeah
1: with ms like ms is uh, a condition where it's lifelong like it's constantly changing like you can have relapses like several times a year Mm
2: -hmm. and i guess Mm -hmm.
1: that was like that's what i feared initially so the MS diagnosis was a lot harder to deal with initially. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, it was a bit of a struggle. But I think uh, within, like, 48 hours, like, I had a fundraising page up to help me get back into sport. So, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that hard for me to get over. Like, yeah. I mean, there, there was real struggles and, like, yeah. moments. And I, I guess in some ways throwing myself into sport, um, even though it helped me in that moment, it meant I actually didn't mm-hmm. deal with the fact that I had MS um like I just kind of I was just like okay I'm just gonna focus on this goal of being like a sports person and didn't actually deal with hey you've got this lifelong condition like it took me maybe like two years and then I had to kind of unpick some stuff um just because I was struggling mentally um yeah and like just having to go back and just kind of yeah just come to that realization like you know you've got the like it was like I knew I had the condition and like but like the condition. I then created an opportunity out of the condition. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is an opportunity. And that's me. Like, I try to create positives out of every situation.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so I was like, okay, this is an opportunity. But I actually forgot to deal with the fact that, you know, you get this awful pain. Like, you know, you could have a relapse. So I think it was a relapse that I had that made me kind of really have to, like, go back and sort my head out. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah no, I just,
0: get you.
2: Yeah.
0: I get you. And, and Steph, um, she's up in... Uh, Yorkshire actually, uh, one of the Wife Unity family, I just saw her say you're amazing, massive respect to um, she's she's our resident paramedic um, as well so I guess has first-hand experience of of helping people um, through through difficult times but yeah I mean phenomenal, phenomenal that you did that and it's interesting what you said about like not necessarily dealing with the reality of the situation and kind of finding yourself like throwing yourself into other things. And in in a way it's, it's not directly related, but in a way it kind of makes me think of like when sometimes when people have a, another traumatic event, like maybe there's grief or something like that, that hits them and they'll put it in a box and leave it in that box and then fire it this way. And it's like, yeah. it comes back, right? like it comes back and one way or the other, I think you've got to kind of face up to it and then, deal with it to be able to move on but move on you did like fast forward i'm jumping straight to like rio um mm. <laughs> breaking records and and i don't what i want to understand is like most people i understand who go to the olympics they'll do like one event like they're an athlete they'll run track field whatever or they'll do the cycling thing but you were like i'll, I'll just i just do both
1: <laughs> how you know <laughs> So that, that decision was actually a madness because like i so basically like i said when i got into cycling i got into it because yeah. i couldn't run um yeah. but running has always been my first love and it was my passion and it is what i was trying to do anyway that was kind of <clears> what <throat> dug me out of the initial hole of like you know my ms diagnosis. <clears throat> so i was like now nah, i want to continue on this journey like i want to get back like i want to finish what i started um <clears throat> So, like, even though I was cycling, like, I was still, like, doing bits and pieces and trying to get back into running. And eventually, I obviously did get back to running. Um, And then 2015, I basically spent the year, like, doing athletics and cycling side by side. Um, And kind of making my coaches aware that I was doing both but probably uh, not giving them enough details as to the level at which I was doing both. Like, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> I was actually giving two full-time programs so for two different sports just because I was, like, not really giving enough detail. Um, and then it wasn't until I actually got selected for my um, my World Championships for athletics and my cycling head coach was like, whoa, I <laughs> You did not
2: tell What's me
1: you going were, like, on? running this level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I told you I was running and he was like, No, nah, I didn't realise you like running to like this. And I'm like, Well, yeah, like I've been I've been You're telling me. you i have been racing. Um so I, I basically I got selected for the world championships, which I obviously I accepted. Um at that point I wasn't on a cycling programme, so I had no obligations to tell him or no obligations to, you know, say anything. I was like, This is my dream, like yeah. I literally dreamed of having my like G B athletics kit like I am grabbing onto this moment. Um, so I um, so I, I got selected, and then I basically got sat down and I had to have a meeting. And I was told that I had to make a decision about which sport I would do, um, mm-hmm. and whether Gosh. I would um, do athletics or cycling. Because at that point, you couldn't be a full time athlete in two
0: sports. Well, So uh, they said. So they <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this way, this way, when your mum says you're hard-headed, I think this may be one of those
1: exactly. um, so Yeah. Bit, I, I, you know, I, went to, I went to the World Championships, and I I think I went out there, and I, I, I'll I tell you, I made the decision to go with cycling. Um, I was like, <clears> you know what? Athletics is really hard for me, just because mentally I was really struggling, because I was so much slower than what I was, you know, prior to my um, MS diagnosis. But I was also <clears> higher up in the world, like rankings-wise, well, so I was like, I, I, my head just wasn't quite getting it so it was it was kind of hard yeah. so I was like you know I'm gonna go with cycling and then I went to the world championships and I just remembered why I love athletics like I was on a vibe like in my warm up oh I've lost you a little bit oh you're back you're back can you hear
0: can you hear,
1: can you hear me okay. yeah uh, yeah, so I, I like won a gold medal, um, did a world record and I was just like, know, oh, this is me. Um and it's so funny because my um I, I got back and I literally wrote this on up plane writing this long message. We're in um we're in Qatar, I think. Wrote this huh. long message, like email to like my head coach, my performance directors, um basically stating why and how I was gonna be a two sport athlete, even though like they didn't think it was possible. Um and my, my, my athletics head coach was the first one to say, yeah, like, I'm happy to try work something out. Because she, she said to me, she was like, I knew you was going to say it. She was like, well, when, when, <laughs> when we out there, obviously she spent two weeks with me here. She was like, I knew you yeah. were going to say it. And then I was like, cool, I've got one person on side. I just need to convince okay, my, one. my cycling coach to be on board. Um, and yeah, I managed to, like I think, so I had a race not long after that. Um, mm. And I did um I did a cycling race. And uh, UK Sport came to watch me because they were obviously aware of the situation. Um, And UK Sport came to watch, and um, they like watched the race. Like, I'm gonna just be big-headed in this moment. I smashed it, like my first race, like as a cyclist, and I smashed it. Like, I went world lead by like a a massive like amount. Just missed out on the world record. I was devastated, obviously. Wow. Um, And like they 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 literally were just like, wow. They were like, "This girl can do what she wants." <laughs> Brilliant. That was <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I was like, I was on like throwing on for both, and honestly, like I just enjoyed it. Like it was, it was hard to balance it, but I absolutely yeah. love doing what I do. And people say all the time, like, "I want to do two sports." Like, the you it know, makes
2: it look easy, blah
1: blah. It's not. Don't don't get no. twisted. Like the amount of people that have tried and failed. Like I know people that have tried and have ended up just ended up going with the one sport and doing really well at mm. that. Um, like people try and then they end up just having to favour one sport because it is, isn't easy and like management wise like, and that's not just management of your own time it's management of your like your bigger team like so the teams mm-hmm. working together the physios working together S&C working together. It, it's a whole like complicated thing when you're on like an elite programme um, but yeah so I, I literally I was just like I, I'm just going to do this and it wasn't until I was in holding camp like prep camp just before the Paralympics in 2016 I went shit have I made the wrong decision by deciding to do two Because <laughs> nothing was going well for me at that point. Literally, like, I, oh, like, no. I don't know what's going on. Like, everyone goes, so we all got a new kit, like, on our bike, and everyone was flying. I was going, like, a tenth quicker. Like, in oh, athletics, no. like, my running sessions, like, I was, I was flat. I was just, like, literally, what's like, happened? The biggest stress. Like, and my my, uh, my cycling coach was, like, it's cool, in. He was, like, we've worked for this. He was, like you know, you've still got to like pay for properly like you're like you just like getting into your own head was like you've got this and I was like okay cool okay all right I did have this but at that point in my, in my head I was like no no <laughs> oh,
0: wow that that's that's mad and just I promise we we'll make this interactive I've got um a good friend of mine Stuart actually has said you're an inspiration do you find running and cycling complement each other, and how do you balance training between the two events? Uh, kind
2: no, of on the thing what the
0: we
1: talked about. The answer is no. <laughs> um, they do not complement each other. Um, essentially, you're using the same muscles, but in different ways. So, I always say I still cycle like a runner, and I still run like a cyclist, or I've started running like a cyclist. Um, I got really good at cycling, um, kind of the last like year, just because I, I was injured, so I spent a lot of time on the bike. And especially in lockdown, I was out on the road a lot more. Um, So even for prep camper last year, my coach was, like, riding behind me because I kept dropping him, which was fabulous. And he was like, after, he was like, you ride so well, Katina. And I was like, thanks. He was like, I've actually not seen you ride, like, for so long because we don't get on the road together that often. And he was like, you've actually, like, improved. Like, you know, you're riding so smooth. Like, you're really stable. I used to be literally one of those, like, rockers on the bike. Um... So, yeah, but no, they don't complement each other, Um, essentially, like, they do complement each other for me, Um, I guess, like, in some ways, like, as a fellow 400 metres, like, I do, like, I need, like, lactic work, and I can get that on the bike without having to, like, mm-hmm. put my body under the pressure of running, because, like, running is obviously really? a, a contact sport and more impactful, so... I think contact sport, that's the wrong word. Impact sport. Um, Impact, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, that, I can take the pressure off by being on the bike. Because, you know, when athletes are injured, we, we cross-train on a bike. So, for me, I'm literally, like, cross-training all the time. So, that works. So, I get that kind of effect from being on the bike. Um, in terms of, like, athletics helping um, cycling, I guess, because of my disability, like, the stability I get from running and, like, the work I have to do. Because, obviously, running, you're, you're running on one leg at a time and you've got to have mm-hmm. pretty good core strength.
2: Cool strength,
1: and, yeah, and I think that's helped me on the bike, you know. Like, like, i said, I used to like rock and roll, so that stability that I get like on the bike from that probably helps. But other than that, like, it's hard because, like, you know, you become really quad dominant as a cyclist. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you run quad, dom- quad dominant, it's really ineffective. So, it's like, not, it's not it, yeah, my coaches are constantly trying to essentially undo each other's work. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's, <laughs> like it's, it's just a little bit bad um but yeah like we literally just make it work like i do like a couple of sessions i do two running yeah. sessions two cycling sessions a week and a couple of gym sessions and just do what works for my body rather than what a book would yeah. say
0: fair enough and that's phenomenal that you you're able to do that and um you know balance it out like i said I'm i'm used to seeing one one sport for one person but not only have you done the two, but breaking world records and securing medals, um, you've taken to another level. And, and actually, something that I really did want to ask you about, that I think would be helpful for like people just generally at this time, when we're coming to a weird place in this whole pandemic, and um, but, but the mindset, you know, the mindset um, that's needed to be an elite athlete is something that really like intrigues me. And you're there, you're doing it. When you think about like the ingredients, the key ingredients for success at the top level, like I don't know, are there like two or three or four things that you would say you have to have in the mix to be able to perform and keep coming back? You know, because we see the performances and we're like, yeah, go, get it But in the run-up to that, there's a whole heap of like you said, training blocks that you have and everything else that you need to be doing. So just in terms of the mindset and the ingredients that form a successful elite athlete, just wondering if you could unpack that a bit for us, really
1: yeah yeah it, it's tough i will say like and it sounds bizarre, like one of the main things you have to be is selfish like as an athlete you have to be very selfish like you're so like focused on yourself you know it's that like, you've got to be focused on like your sleep like i said like i need to be in bed so they got like you got to be mm-hmm. focused on you know protecting your Come sleep on, like you've got to get the food that you you, you need to eat like um like your, your time is very like precious like and you do have to be selfish because you, you're focused on you and your goal as being, you know, that, that you know, best athlete. So, like, a lot of things just kind of get blocked out. Um, I'd say resilience as well. Um, you know, I think for me, the hardest thing this year um, or last year was the fact that I was injured, like, from... I basically was injured from, like, December last year. Um, I had concussion up until... Um, October or September 2020, and then I had a nice training block up to December, and I tore my hamstring. That took me out for three months. Then I had a couple of weeks back, and for everyone that was talking about MasterChef, I went then went on a MasterChef, but I was rehabbing, <laughs> so it was fine.
0: Okay, right, that's that's what it was then.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> so I was like just doing easy sessions, so I got like on the road, um, and then I ended up doing like so then I did I think I did my my calf after that So I tore my calf um so that had me out for a couple of weeks and then I was away on a on a bike training camp anyway so that was fine um and then I came back um and I tweaked my calf again um and then after that um my Achilles went um so my Achilles went middle of May um and then after so I think May the twelfth it was, and I couldn't run from May the twelfth. So I had one bad Achilles that started hurting probably like two or three weeks before that, um, and then May the May the twelfth, both of them just flared up like you wouldn't even believe. Um, this is last twenty twenty one, last year. Twenty twenty one, yeah, yeah.
0: So this last is running up to the the Olympics. You're like injuries yeah. all over the place.
1: I didn't run until I didn't run on the track until five weeks before the game. So I don't know how I got selected. Honest to God, I literally love my head coach for like. Have, I was, like, I just need one person to have faith in me because I I was running. I I, sh- I think I was running thirteenth in the world or something. Um, so I gotta... I, I, I shouldn't have been selected. Um, yeah. I had I had five weeks of training. Um, so like, That's you've got to have that resilience. Like honestly, I got on the track. Um, every every week, like every other day i was getting on the track trying to run and basically just like crying because i was just in so much pain and i was thinking you know my goals of being a paralympic champion are slipping further and further away um
2: mm-hmm.
1: but then like you know i'd be like okay what can i do like you know i can't run at the moment but what else can i do around that you know i can jump on my bike so i was just smashing my bike training um mm-hmm. be like, why are you doing fast mom <laughs> <laughs> um is, is it real? My mom must just be nosy. Is it? took it to me. Um, and yeah, like so I was doing like that, and then I was doing like um, you know, working on like my ankle stability, working on like my mm-hmm. core strength, like everything mm-hmm. that I could do that wasn't like running that I I was doing to make sure, like, so I think that you know, in that athlete mentality, as much as it's hard when you're going through injuries, you've got to be able to refocus um and be able mm-hmm. to find the drive to come back. Um, I think there's always that ambition and that goal, um, you know, mm-hmm. that love for the sport. And I always say to people, like, as long as you've got love for the sport, like, you, you've got, like, you know, a big part of what it takes to um, become a top athlete. Because as soon as you, like, lose that love, like, you know, when you're in those situations, you're not going to bother to put in the work that it's going to take to get nah. that. Like, you're just going to be nah. like, oh, and that, that, that could essentially be your excuse to, you know, just, like, quit. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, like. Uh, I can't read that name, but that person, Lama. Um, yeah. Control the controllables. I literally say it to people all the time because all you can do is control what you can control. And like even like in races, when I'm in top form, all I can do is control what I can con- control. Yeah,
2: definitely.
1: Um, and for me, like that, that was a big thing at the at the Paralympics last year because I I knew running wise I wasn't where I needed to be cycling wise. <clears throat> I, I I wasn't sure if I... I knew I was going well, but I didn't know how mm-hmm. well I was going. How well you were doing, But yeah. all I knew is that all I could do was my best. And I said, like, so I didn't actually enjoy... So I enjoyed Rio, but I didn't really enjoy it. I wasn't in the moment. Like, I was just so focused on I've got this race and this race and this race. Like, I had so much going on in Rio. Um, whereas this time, I wanted to really enjoy what I was doing. Hazy. Um, so I, like, literally was like, yeah, I'm just gonna like focus on like just being in the moment. So like, I was actually mm. vibing like before before my um, my cycle event. I was vibing like, and I was actually just like dancing around singing. I was like, "What are you listening to?" I'm like, "Yo, I'm listening to Stormzy and Sheeran right now." <laughs> so,
2: brilliant, like, brilliant. Like, house Which house one house is that? Own house? <laughs>
1: like it. <laughs> yeah I love that like I was literally just finding like to just vibes her. Um, and like everyone was like even like my friend like she obviously was watching it on TV and she was like I've never seen you in that happy place before and I was like do you know what I literally sat there and I thought this girl who beat me at the world championships and took my world record away um, the last time we raced I don't know how she's going and I don't care how she's going because I cannot do anything like I cannot change how she's going to go all I can do is do the best I can do. You can do. That I love exactly. that. Like, I'm gonna get on the start line and just, just throw every bit of cadena onto that start line. Onto that. And if it's good enough, it's good enough. If it's not good enough, I will go and shake her hand. Um yeah. Weirdly, her coach actually said to um, to my coach beforehand, he was a bit like, Oh yeah, like oh we're gonna win this one today, like she's gonna have to smash it like on about his rider and my coach was just like, Mm hmm. So we'll see,
0: we'll yeah, see, we'll see then, then
1: when, my, when then when I won went and won.
0: My coach just went over and gave him a handshake and was like, oh, the mate." <laughs> yeah, nice one. Oh, it's fantastic. So, so I just I'm recapping recap on that because I think for me, like chatting about the elite level is exceptional and amazing. But there are some things in there that I think could apply more broadly. So, like controlling the controllables, you know, I guess having love for what you do, the resilience that you talked about comes into it as well. And and I guess that ambition, isn't it? Like, so set some goals, have some some goals um there as well um who is this that's coming Z has said i'm on my own journey i become the first black muslim woman to play rugby for england i'm
1: here for it girl
0: here for it. wow wow we, we look forward to seeing how that that goes see that's that's phenomenal um so yeah i mean what one and i'm keeping an eye on time because Next time I say let's have a chat, you'd be like no because it went. My mum says putting the stuff in the
1: dishwasher means it's time for bed.
0: <laughs> is it? Alright, fair enough, fair enough. But um, the one thing that um I find formidable is obviously the fact that you've done the athletics, but you also do cycling, and you've got a unique perspective, um, which I'd really love to explore a bit more about because, in my view, and, and for what I see generally. From as far back as I can remember, in athletics, like diversity was—it was just—it was just there, right? Like from Lympha Christie to Colin Jackson to Chris Akabusi to all of the folks that took part in it, um, it was just there. But I don't see the same in cycling, and I think Mm. were you like the first black woman
1: cyclist to get to get a
0: medal? Yeah, like and. You've come into it as late as you come into it. So just, just zeroing in on the question, like having been in both camps, what's your view in terms of why athletics has a bigger appeal or I guess representation? Maybe?
1: Yeah, it's it's mad. Like and that that's why so obviously, you know, I've set up the KC Academy. Um, and it was for that reason, like I've been in athletics. Like when I got into athletics, like, you know, it's always been diverse and like for me. You Know, I, I watch you know Chrissy O, you know, Jeanette Quachy, Magda, Ades- yes. like all, all those, like you know, um, p- people before me absolutely smashing it, um, that look like me. Like, yeah. I'm literally like, yo, I can be that girl. Like, you know, I seen them go out there and smash it. Like, I, I see myself in them, so you know, I like you know, you feel like you know, if that representation is there, that you feel like you can go and be it. Um, mm-hmm never ever and honest to god i would have never become a cyclist had i have not um got unwell because i used to, i i trained across the road from the velodrome and i ain't ever looked at it like didn't even know it was there <laughs> like when they were talking about this it wasn't
0: I'm the like, thing i'm like where what is
1: it yeah, yeah. like and even like when i watch the, the olympics like i don't really watch i think i watched it like once maybe i watched like um the team pursuit like one time or something but like didn't really watch it like because it just like i'm watching it and like you know you can't relate to these people. Um, mm-hmm, I think it is that representation matters. Um, and, you know, I see cyclists, and even now, like, you know, some certain times like, I used to feel embarrassed, like riding through like, the ends, like when I'm at home at my mum's house and like riding through the ends and I've got like my Lycra on. I'm like, mm, like I don't feel comfortable here. Like, you know, I used to ride nah. here, you know, just like on my, on my BMX, like just like chilling, no helmet on. Like, yeah. you, you
2: know,
1: I used to like then being in that situation. I'm like, mm. So, like, I feel like, people just don't see themselves in cyclists like black people mm. there, there is no black cyclist representing um
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know like obviously like what justin corey are doing right now is big um but for me i didn't even know about that because i, I I'm, i'll be honest I, i'm just a track cyclist i'm a real jacket yeah. like <laughs> the endurance that's it that's your world for me yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm getting better but yeah <laughs> um but yeah like i think for me, what, what I'm trying to do now with the KC Academy is get more, um, so I'm trying to get more black cyclists in cycling and trying to get them in at the elite level, because yes, I'm mm-hmm. just really bothered about grassroots, but I feel like without someone in at the elite level that's representing, it's really hard to get the grassroots because the kids are not going to, like, you know, they'll see footballers that like, look like them, you know, there's there's the Raheem's, there's the Rashford's, there's the you know all these people that look like them um you know the in athletics you you've still got you know like the likes of dina Asher smith you know Asher mm-hmm. billich you know you've got um the boys nathaniel which blake um i mean he's talking about sports i know like, <laughs> yeah, that's what um, right. you know in these sports you see people that look like you and you know it's easy for the kids mm-hmm. to get into them but you know i i could you know try put so much in at grassroots level but you know kids are going to be like yeah cool okay cool i'm going to go kick my football like this is a really expensive sport, firstly, Um, and like, you know, it it looks like a space that I don't belong in. And for me, I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what, just because of the colour of your skin does not mean you don't belong in a space. Um, And I Mm -hmm. always say like, you know, even if it looks like you shouldn't be there, if you want to be there, go and be in that space. And I think kids don't know that they can be in that space and because they don't see anyone that looks like them in that space, they're they're not going to try. So for me, with the academy, I'm actually like trying to get people in at the top and then like, you know, once once we've got those people there, because there's currently me and um Kai Kai there, who obviously there's, there's three there's three black people in British cycling, like um like that's across like you know there's me and Kai in track and BMX, um mountain biking, uh, road, like all of it. There's three of us, two of us went <clears throat> to the games, Olympics and Paralympics, and both of us got medals. So I'm just saying, yo, know, when, when we're there, we're representing. So I'm like, come on, like we need yeah. to get more of us in. So like I'm trying to get. People in at the top level. So then, mm-hmm. when we start getting grassroots in and doing more with grassroots, they've got someone to look up to. Because I just feel yeah. like there's there's no there's no representation. Um, it's more expensive. Um, mm-hmm. it is a very expensive sport, and like the, there's no infrastructure there. Um, like for like getting more black youth into the sport, and it's like they don't they don't right. want them. Like you know, yeah. I'm not gonna bash British cycling because you know I'm part of the British cycling team, and that they are doing like good stuff in some ways but like you know at british cycling you, you you've got like the majority of the staff are called john
0: like white right. middle
1: class men called john like I right. when i got there i was like yo this is easy because everyone's called john um
0: <laughs> like, actually really really
1: yeah, genuinely oh. yeah, genuinely um but like you know there's like like women to men like there's not a lot of female people within the staff like you know when you've got to the top it's predominantly men like even lower down it's predominantly men so when you see women like you know taking up like you know head roles within british cycle i'm like yes i am here for this um mm-hmm. and you know when when that's not even like right um you know how are you going to get the, the the diversity box ticked um yeah so yeah so it's just i, th- I think it, there's a whole host of stuff um that i'm really working on um i'm trying to get more involved with the um, Equality Diversity and Inclusion Board at British Cycling. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, currently, or when I last checked, they didn't have any athletes on. I was actually just like, bro, how, how have you got non-elite athletes on but you want to change what's going on for elite athletes? Yeah. How, how do you know what they want? Like, yeah. yeah. That, that, yeah. that was the whole thing for me. Um, I'm on the ED&I board for athletics, um, but it, athletics is a different kettle of fish. And, you know, athletics, even though athletics has, um, a lot more diversity. There's still a lot of problems at athletics. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Like you know, just like even things like you know, traveling abroad. Like you know, black black athletes don't feel like they get the support that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, there's a, there's a lot going on. Um, sorry, my dogs pestering me. Um, but yeah, like you know, yeah. There's there's problems there, but like just not as much as what there is at cycling because you know, good, cycling cycling is a white middle class sport. But I think I feel like. What's happened in lockdown has been great for cycling because you now see so many black cyclists on the road, which I think is yeah. amazing.
0: Can we see the dog? Come here.
1: Come here. Mom, pass her.
0: Thank
1: you. She was moaning at the door. I Mom, are you here? A... Say hello.
0: Say
1: hello.
0: Oh, you did Stop. Streaming
1: What's What's the dog's
0: name? Just call me, <laughs> Nick. Kadashin.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, so she's so tiny
1: though. Um
0: she's very yeah. nice also though. And yeah. She's very yeah. Cute. She's really annoying. She, she she wanted to be on TV. She's like, You've been on I'm I'm a celebrity, you've been on Graham Norton, you've been on like Master oh, like, MasterChef like, as well. Like you've, every, you've been busy. I have been
1: busy, but I'm trying not to be busy this year. This year I'm focused on my professional career and um, right. my academy. That is my main focus. Um, That's it. But Minnie's always on TV. Like when I do like interviews, they're always like, "Where's Minnie?" I'm just
0: like, "Ugh, Ugh. seeing <laughs> <laughs> the show again." It'd oh, blessed. It. Um, <laughs> you know, we, you you did touch on the Place the Academy, and it's something that I, I wanted to ask you about. Like, how, how, in terms of like how it's working, like how it's funded, like how do you how do you fund it, and can people get involved if they want to support like the mission that you're on, like.
1: Yeah, so um, I um, so I just uh, got uh, so I'm, I'm being supported by a foundation. It hasn't been officially announced yet, so I can't actually say it. But we've just got um, sponsorship, like charitable sponsorship, from a foundation for the next two years, which is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And then we've got some brands that we're working with um, on sponsorships and on supporting the um, academies. Um, so you know, okay. different like brands, like you know. Uh, bike brands so like equipment and clothing brands um mm-hmm. and then we've got um there's, we're looking at a partnership with actually a velodrome um it would give us access to velodromes gyms um which is pretty amazing um and then like we've had like a few like um like food brands like give the um the riders like you know like food deliveries um okay. which is pretty cool so it's all kind of um looking at sponsorships and um, like people to support um, the course. Um, okay. And yeah, so if anyone wants to support, like, you know, if you're, you're part of a brand, like there's a few brands that I've to and like obviously off the back back of um, the um, the event that uh, we met, like there's a few people that I've, you know, connected with and stayed in contact with in terms of yeah. supporting um, who are all really interested um, in supporting. So we're just kind of feeling out um, kind of where things go. We're doing um, a testing event in April, I think we've got our first testing event um, to get mm-hmm. our next bunch of um, next round of our next year of um, academy riders on.
2: So we've got so two. Test-
1: this. Yeah, so we've got two testing events this year. I think one's in April, and I want to say the other is in the summer. Some I'm going to say the summer because I don't want to say it a month and then be totally wrong. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's in the summer.
0: Because yeah, from what I understood, you've got like four riders. I think I may have met one of them at the event. Was was um? Is it Ash?
1: Yeah. So Ash Ash is uh, one of our riders who. Ash
0: Facey. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. So he's actually just retired from um, table tennis. So he went to the, the, the Paralympics for table tennis, mm. tennis for the last uh, few games, um, and he's just retired from table tennis to uh, go full time with cycling. Uh, actually, meeting him Brilliant. for lunch tomorrow um
2: okay
1: yeah but yeah so he, he he's on the academy so we've got him we've got a girl called rihanna um paris um who is also a track cyclist um and we have another para athlete called um sam um who uh, yeah he, he, another track cyclist everyone's track cyclist <laughs> um
0: okay. i don't know why
1: to be fair like so and i guess because with like the sprint background like uh cycling like kind of like it's like it's like athletics you know in the 100 meters it's predominantly you know black black sprinters I think it's (coughs) the same within cycling so um we have like a bigger base of like you know sprinters um but at the same time um I'm trying to expand that so like yeah we're, we're doing the testing so whoever we get so initially the first round of um cyclists that came on was basically anyone that I knew within the cycling world and anyone that anyone else could suggest to me within the cycling world, and as mm-hmm. sad as it sounds, I could only find four cyclists from a black background um, within really? kind of track and road. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of those is that just taking a step back, she's doing a, her GCSEs, A levels. Is that? Emani, yeah, yeah. So she's just taking yes. a step back from cycling in general. I think yeah. trying to do her GCSEs alongside of you know being on the academy has been quite hard for her. And mm. um, so she's taken a step back. Um, so yeah, there's just the three like sprint cyclists <laughs> on at the moment. Okay. So I'm like, No, we need more diversity. As much as it is great. Um yeah. But like, it'd be great to have more diversity. But I think you know, just naturally, like we we do lend ourselves to be sprinters.
0: Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Then and and, and were well, you um. Looking to promote and support Paralympians primarily, or are you, you open?
1: Mm. No, no, so it's half and half at the moment. Well, I'll say half and okay. half. Um, it's me and Sam and we like, para. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, actually, para yeah. now, actually. Um, so it, yeah. was, it was Imani and, and Rihanna that were um, AB, and then Sam mm-hmm. and um, Ash that were para um you know, I'm, I'm not looking like i'm i'm looking to get any cyclist involved um okay. I, I don't care you know whether what 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 kind of what yeah, yeah what 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 kind of area you want to go into like obviously i um, ho hopefully i will be able to you know create links from the different like uh areas of cycling so right now i've got links with road and track um but you know if i could you know get more involved with like bmx and stuff like i'm happy to get anyone involved um whether that be a B, so I'm like in contact with the talent guys from the the Olympic side, um, and they're like keen for us to you know find people. They'll be there on testing days to kind of, um, to kind of scout the the people that are good, like and help us to get the right people into to the academy. Um, yeah,
0: and and then when 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 are the testing days? Is it something that you've got? mentioned already it's going to be summertime
1: or yeah so there's one in april uh which will be in Mm -hmm. the midlands i think it's in derby so we're just finalizing that um and then there'll be one um in the south um down at lee valley um i think oh yeah um okay so yeah just let me know yeah yeah, no i definitely will yeah obviously be promoting Mm. it all over my page um i'll let you know um yeah yeah a bit like i'm trying to you know connect keep keep connected with as many cyclists as possible um Mm -hmm. So that they, they can, you know, if they know anyone like, like young, that like, can get involved with that. I'm trying to con- connect with schools as well. You know, just, just it's not even a case of getting cyclists involved, it's a case of getting talented young athletes talented, involved that yeah. don't and know then, about cycling. Yeah, so and
0: then you can it. develop them from there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So that, that's kind of the aim. Because I, I always say, like, there's so many people within athletics that will, know that they're really good nationally, but they w- unfortunately won't make it onto um, an international team. And that might be okay for them but a lot of those people would be amazing sprint cyclists. Um, like, I've seen it with a lot of, you know, transfers um, into sprint cycling from athletics. Um, and I'm just like, so I think uh, three, so yeah, me, three, Good night, mum, three of the, me, Sam and Rihanna all came from athletics, um, yes. the other three in the academy. Um, and I think within my training group, um, I think like, there's there was like seven or six of us um and five of us had come from athletics um um, yeah yeah yeah, three of those were like able-bodied as well so that's not across like um just para. so yeah there's a lot of scope for transferring it in cycling. i think there's just Mm -hmm. a lot of potential that people haven't unlocked i think a lot of people and that's why i was looking at skelly when i was um when i was still ib because i think sometimes you, you, you really like you have a spot that you're really good at, but you could be so much better at another one. And if you're willing to, you know, take yourself out of your comfort zone and try it, then you could be the yeah, next um, champion.
0: Definitely, definitely. And it's, it's phenomenal what you're doing. And I think um, Shazriel has just said, is there an upper age limit for the cycling? So the testing that you're doing, what's the uh, age criteria?
1: Um, so we actually don't have an age I don't think I, I don't personally have an age limit on it. I, mm. I there hasn't been one set. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm working with um people to help me kind of set out the criteria, like criteria say, like, sure. the British Cycling are, 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 are kind of giving us a bit of steer on that um so I, I can't give you a definite answer for that um like we're no still problem. kind of finalizing paperwork sorry
0: so, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's completely completely fine so to, to me I mean it's phenomenal because I think that what you what you've demonstrated and the fact that you took it up as late you've you taken it up is that uh, the talent is definitely there um but it's just a case of People being drawn to try it and then be developed it and be supported and then you can see where we go for there. So yeah, like I really wish you were the best. And I think that you know, talking a bit about right for Unity, a big part of it, like why why it exists is that it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter where you are, like together we all have bikes, together we ride those bikes and grow together. And I think just just because of the stories of people like you and now, like didn't you meet the Queen?
1: The other day. <laughs> I've met, like, met the Queen a few times. Um A few yeah. times, right? <laughs> no, yes, yeah, so I've met you... <laughs> I, I started off the uh, the Queen's Baton relay for um the Commonwealth Games.
2: Commonwealth Games, um, right? Yeah,
1: which I still need to qualify for, which is a little bit awkward. Uh, <laughs> and, um yeah, um hopefully I'll meet her again when I get my OBE this year.
0: Look at that. So you're doing that and there are a few people here that I've just kind of like not looked at who have just said you're amazing and I'm a celebrity. They loved you on MasterChef. Like I saw you on, like, I think, Graham Norton when Sophie Ellis played a cool. I oh, my there. God. That's, that's <laughs> and I think like from all of that exposure that you're bringing to sport, like people, there's no doubt people will see you. Right, People will see you and hear your story more. Which really, what I wanted to do with this. You know, just chat yeah. to you, get people to know what you're about, and then be like, ah, you know, why not? Like, why not try um, and and do something that you might not have considered this for you, really? Yeah,
1: um, and, and, so and that's thank, why I do like you. take these opportunities. That's why I go on the TV shows because I want to be able to, you know, showcase these things so people can see it and be mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, never thought about that. Um, so yeah,
0: no. brilliant, brilliant. I'm I'm mindful of time, and I've literally got like you got
1: four minutes.
0: <laughs> T minus four minutes, right? <laughs> so, if you don't mind, I borrowed this um, premise from a friend of mine, Christopher Strickland, who's over in the states. He runs this podcast called We've Got to Hang Out. If you're ever interested in like what's going on in cycling, he talks to like a whole raft of the great and good in cycling. But he has this thing where it's like rapid fire questions. So, okay, we can't think dally. I just got to ask you the question. You just got to give me an answer. Okay, and you get know cool. you. You down?
1: Yeah, yeah, go for it.
0: All right. So, someone's asked this already. What's your favorite food?
1: Um, do you know what I'm proper like Jamaican? I can saltfish. Okay, <laughs> excellent. Um, if someone was to come round and
2: you were to cook them some dinner, Kadina makes a mean. What's your dish? What's your signature dish?
1: Um, Kadina makes a mean chocolate fondant cake.
0: Oh, I'm all about the snacks. And With homemade snacks, ice so. creams. <laughs> um, you do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to keep it moving, because otherwise I'm going to get stuck in this food. <laughs> <laughs> um, your motto for life, do you have any sort of guiding principles, something that you wake up and live by every day? Um, if I keep it
1: short, car Yeah.
0: Seize the day. Love that. Um, if you were doing a training ride, a few hours, who would you ride with and why?
1: Um... Mm. do you know what my academy riders like like it's bans like i think do you know what like i i love riding with my squad but i'd like the different vibe of like bunch you can get from like you know your own people like the jokes that you can yeah. connect on like the jokes that you all get like you know the yeah. jokes that you know you can gonna have a yeah, black yeah. person that kind <laughs> of thing like I, I love riding with my academy
2: like <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah. It's good times. I can, I can feel it. Even, like, you talking about it, the way you're radiating, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> fabulous. So, the, the Academy, the Casey Academy. Um, so, something that not a lot of people know about you. Mm, I suck my phone. Do you really? I didn't know that. Anyone else know that? there? Oh, ca- not a common <laughs> thing. I thought
1: it might have come out on i must love, but yeah. Can <laughs> you?
0: Okay. So come, come to write for Indy for the real Jews. I'm a celeb. That was just for the, the general population, right? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, do, you have, do you have a favourite book? Uh,
1: favourite book? Do you know what? I'm just an absolute Harry
0: Potter fan, which is really sad. No, it's not at all. They're I mean, I do,
1: like, I do like proper books, but like off the top of my head, I'd say Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> Harry Potter, we take that. And flipping it to the audio-visual format, favourite movie...
1: Favourite movie? Um, Coach Cutter. I watched it before my major
0: champs. Fabulous. Fabulous. You're done. You're done. Thank you so much, Kadina. I think that's been a brilliant whistle-stop tour. Great to get to know you. Before we wrap up, I think maybe I've got like 30 seconds. Is there anything that we haven't touched upon that you'd like to talk about? Any future plans? Anything at all that um, you would like people to know about?
1: Um, no, just like, i like support the academy. Um, I, I've, got um, a page for the academy to support the academy if you know of any you know up and coming like athletes you know any young young athletes you know any any cyclists you know anyone that wants to get into cycling like put them like in contact like and make sure like yeah that they're aware of the days that we're doing so i can get the testing days promoted and we can get as many you know black cyclists into cycling like there, there needs to be more of us and yeah just like if anyone wants to connect for a group ride like give me a shout i'm trying to be riding up and down the city up and down the city Actually. up and down the
2: country, country when it gets a okay. bit warmer like
1: I'm literally, literally going
2: to be
0: doing group rides in different <laughs> cities
1: but were um, yeah,
0: you we really? yeah yeah oh fabulous well no we should definitely connect on that that'd be awesome and um, what, what I'll do is once this ends it'll be on the Unity page and I'll put a link to the KC Academy so that people can get onto your page as well so they can see that um, too because it's I think it's going to be really exciting what you're doing you put your money where your mouth is and your time where your mouth is as well to try and Spread the appeal of cycling to the masses. But yeah, on our side, ride for Wise. next Wednesday. You, you're on Zwift, right?
1: I am on Zwift.
0: We have arrived next Wednesday. It might be a bit late for you. 8.30pm.
1: Oh, I'm I'm an AM rider.
0: Okay. All right. No, well, no, if not... I might
1: be able to see what we get. depends what, 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 you,
0: what, right, what pace you ride it at. Well, it, we keep everyone together. It's a no-drop ride. And we, okay. we have a Zoom call at the same time where we just chat. People from around the world join and we just shoot the breeze from Australia to America. We cover everything in, in between. And, and a lot of chat about desserts and cakes. So you would be here.
1: <laughs> How long's the ride? I'm a
0: sprinter. 45 minutes. But you could leave whenever you wanted to leave. 45 okay. minutes. You could do your training within that. I'll invite you. Follow, if follow I, yeah, me. Invite, invite you. me. If, yeah, if I'm at
1: home, yeah. I'll do it.
0: I love her. ride. Grand, isn't it? And Steph, don't put her off. Steph, Steph does it. <laughs> It's, it's it's not that bumpy. It's, it's,
1: okay, no, it's no, I, get, I get dropped on hills, guys, so let's not play this game.
0: It's flattish.
1: No no no, we need flat, there's no flattish. Like I get dropped literally like <laughs> on a two <laughs> percent hill I'm like bye,
0: guys. <laughs> no, we'll, like, we'll keep it all together.
1: Back here, like someone
2: come <laughs> and save
0: it. Right, <laughs> We'll keep it we'll keep it together. And and if not that, Alison Alison Wood who um leads the other ride she does she's got her ride on Thursday the seventeenth and twelve. But I'll send you all the details so you can see. It. Okay. Cool. Um, and if you're if you're on Strava, follow us, we've got a Right Community Club there as well that you can be part of. So we have a top ten every week and promote that and try and encourage people to do more cycling.